full-time art life is kind of shocking like it's pikachus one day we rock and then we hate the things that we produce hard to keep a roof we gonna speak the truth forget the p's and q's and beat the blues by tuning in to peep the zeros hello 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 we're back happy new year 2021 wow congratulations you made it to 2021 the technical start of the new decade we're so proud of you <laughs> at the technical end of the worst year on record. <laughs> but yeah, so welcome to the January 2021 installment uh-huh. of the Zero, Zero. Suits, Suits Podcast, Podcast Situation. Situation. So uh, this month's episode is a little strange and wacky, mostly because it probably will be the last one for, for a minute. Yeah. Maybe forever. Who knows? That's yeah. right. We wow. love to drop bombs. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was quite dramatic. Yeah. We don't want to be like 2020 where you have the illusion that everything's going to be all right. And yeah. then about two twelfths into the uh, episode, we tell you that everything is not going to be right. okay. So this is going to be our last episode for a while. And in yeah. a second, we'll tell you all why. It's not, you know. You're not helping. Okay. It's not that serious. Yeah. But it is. Yes. But it's not. Enough of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like people are relieved. I like, know. please just get, just please. be done with this. Be, let us go. Let us go. But before we get into that, we're going to do our church announcements. Yeah. So would you like to step up to the podium in your church class? No, you, you should go first. Okay. Want to go first? Sure. You go first. All right. Well. What happened this month? First and foremost, the most important thing, we actually received an email from someone responding to a prompt in the last episode, which is always exciting to me. Every time I try to ask folks to respond to something by just writing their answer in the subject line of the email, and nobody does because you all have better things to do. But the wonderful supporter, Paddington4, Round of applause, sound effect. Yes, to the question of which Metal Gear character is your favorite. And And Paddington 4 enthusiastically responded, Solid Snake. Ah, nice. One of my favorites as well. Excellent Excellent choice. So that was a highlight of the month. It was great, yeah. The other thing that was really exciting, I mean, the semester ended, thank God. (laughs) Everything shut down. I really chilled very, very hard, rested, slept Deeply, you look passionately. Great. You look great. Yeah. Beauty sleep. I'm glowing. You're glowing. It's My great skin to is see. plumped and yeah. hydrated. I've been drinking water. You're smiling. Smiling a little bit. <laughs> Started to smile again. <laughs> but yeah, so nothing super exciting happened other than shutting down for the year. I have watched some amazing things that I want to share about. Good content. Yeah. Yeah, good. The good content that you all come back for. First and foremost, watch this PBS kind of documentary with historical reenactments about President James Garfield. Yeah. And hold on, let me pull up in the Wikipedia so I can get the years that he was president because it wasn't for very long. He was one of four assassinated presidents. Is that right? I don't know. Am I getting that right? <laughs> Write us in to tell us <laughs> how many presidents. In the subject line. And remember, just put the answer in the subject <laughs> line. Uh, James A. Garfield, the 20th president of the United States, serving from March 4th, 1881, until his death by assassination six and a half months later. 
six and a half months later. So he was not president for very long, but I learned an incredible amount about him. So our boy, James Garfield, was a pretty radical fellow. Mm, He was like a very serious, committed abolitionist in most or many of his speeches that was like the centerpiece of his speech was like we cannot allow slavery to exist we cannot live in a world in which inequality between black and white folks and who knew who i had no idea maybe people knew this maybe this is a thing i know people are rolling their eyes like (laughs) okay and but yeah this was shocking to me it was pretty shocking to learn how anti-slavery he had been anti-establishment it was like he was real cool with frederick Douglass, yeah who like led the parade or whatever at his inauguration yeah pretty pretty cool stuff like you i had just known him as one of the assassinated presidents i know so it was great learning about his life and we've been doing some of the reenactments here because it's really funny for some reason i don't know why this particular pbs reenactment had this interesting style where they would reenact things that were totally meaningless to the storyline yeah (laughs) so they went to some convention right and he ended up having to share a room with somebody and they did a reenactment of the dude like brushing past him to get to his wardrobe. Like it right. wasn't that awkward thing. You, <laughs> it's like, oh, excuse, you, excuse me, sorry. Excuse every, me. We've all done <laughs> if, if you've like lived, had a roommate or <laughs> lived in a dorm, right? Yeah, we're just kind of passing by, nothing and making consequential. Yeah, just, just like <laughs> a they, little like, bit of contact. Right, they got everybody in costume. Yeah. They, like, shot the thing so it was just funny because there were all these moments where it was like okay this did why did you shoot this and that already endeared me to it but there were little bits and pieces of the actors their commitment to it that just made me fall in love with pbs all over again and with president james garfield right and another fun fact and aside Mm -hmm. of that documentary is that we learn a lot about the doctor who treated him after he was shot fucking bliss dr bliss (laughs) And scammer. Very long story short, the idea of germs at the time. Germ theory of disease. Germ theory of disease was fairly new ish, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but not that new. It right. wasn't like. <laughs> it didn't justify his treatment. Yeah, not of that new. The fallen president. So, long story short, he rejects the idea that germs exist, believes that pus is a sign, a good sign mm-hmm. in a wound, so refused to clean. The president's wounds mm-hmm. and instead of doing anything else he would feed him <laughs> he would feed the president rich foods like beef broth and egg, eggs i think uh, milk yeah milk but president garfield couldn't hold that stuff down because he was like because he was Ill. on his deathbed and so he would uh he did it what's the word through his butt through his butt i think that's <laughs> the, that's the medical term technically <laughs> he did it he, so he would feed him that stuff through his butt while he's like oozing pus from his out of his, his back back wound so a lot of people we learned this in the documentary but a lot of people blamed him for uh the president's death and if you look well. up look up Bliss, Dr. Bliss, his publications are all like, why I did not kill (laughs) President Garfield. (laughs) Like His publications all come back to him trying to clear his name because he'd been accused of being a quack before he started working on James Garfield. And so he was just trying not to be a quack and in the process was a total quack. Yeah. Uh, But it was just so fascinating. It was like, wow, people ain't shit. 
through you could go through that that's the lesson that I took Thank away you. from <laughs> James Garfield's short short-lived presidency is that people are not shit like they're scammers through the ages so that was a super fun thing to watch if you ha have any access to pbs stuff just look up james garfield i'm sure there's not that much content on <laughs> james garfield <laughs> through pbs who knows and that was kind of i mean the other stuff is just having to do with you so I mean, we could talk about it together but watch tenet yeah you know someone doesn't really like a thing when they ask you what you thought of it right. first but what did you guys think of tenet <laughs> yeah let us know what you thought of tenet in an email Yes, in the subject line. Yes, tenant. No tenant. <laughs> or no tenant. <laughs> That's it. Uh, if I were writing in, I would say no tenant. So, but we can't wait. No spoilers, right? No spoilers. We won't talk about tenant. As you all know, it's about time travel stuff. You should have written the trailer. That's, I think that's probably the most generous description somebody could probably give. Yeah. But I've also been watching another time travel show called Travelers. Oh, and before that, we watched Terminator. And before that, we watched so we've been in a whole, the new Terminator. Yeah. yeah. The newest Terminator. Time travel vortex. We've been in a whole time travel thing, which I argue is like a cultural thing for this moment. Because I think a lot of people just would rather be anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get a lot of time travel stuff when it feels like that in moments of like great change or anxiety. I also, um, I also would posit as part of your theory yeah. that it has to do with, because all of these things have to do with stopping these man-made right. end of everything right. events, right? So we're like thinking about apocalypses yeah. And I'm sure with the pandemic, that's also, you know, all of these things about like the end of us right. keep emerging with greater frequency. So I feel like all of these movies are really trying to wrestle with what can we do to stop the thing, even if that means going back to in time to right. stop the thing, because maybe the course is inevitable at this point. Right. So something that's interesting to me about the way so many of these stories use time travel is the admission of failure. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we have failed so spectacularly mm -hmm. in the present mm -hmm. <laughs> that we can't you fix can't it. Come back. The like, only way is to go back is to stop it from ever happening. And that's like an interesting I mean, climate change. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's yeah. really a reflection of, of I think, man-made processes that seem to have their own momentum at this point. Right. That, you know, of course there's agency, but <laughs> is there really, you know, and after a certain point? So I think, yeah, I, I agree that we all want to escape and we all want to escape the disasters that we have set up for ourselves. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... You've been thinking about a lot of that, mm -hmm. watching a lot of that stuff. Oh, wait, I wanted to finish up with Tenet. Oh, just, yes. Sorry. Yes. Just could you talk about a little bit about your thoughts about it? Even if you can't spoil it, just yeah. how did you walk away from it? Okay. So I found the movie to be mostly incomprehensible. Okay. That being said, I came away thinking two things. The first is that there were some really sweet action sequences. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the 12 year old kid in me who yeah. still just goes nuts over a great car flip. It's not just or the chase. 12 year old, it's every human, I believe, <laughs> okay, yeah. is deeply connected yeah. to action sequences. There's something that happens to you. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan 
you know, obviously he had liberty to do whatever the hell he wanted <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And so he, he strung together some really cool... A lot of trust. Uh, yeah, uh, action sequences. And so I appreciated that. Those mm-hmm. moments were pretty thrilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing? The second thing is that I walked away from the movie feeling that I didn't understand it. I don't really care to do more research or find out what it was about because I'm not sure (laughs) there's a there there or that it was about anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. You know, 10 years ago, if I'd watched Tenet, I would have felt really bad that I didn't understand Mm. it. I would have felt stupid. Not even 10 years ago. Let's rewind everyone to my first Christmas with Landre where he basically had a mental breakdown because we watched... What is it? The Big Short? We watched The Big Short. And you were so frustrated that you couldn't understand credit <laughs> default swaps or something that you literally shut down the rest well, of the day. And I was like, what has happened to this man? In fairness, the movie explains things in such a way that makes you feel as though if you don't get it, you're a complete idiot. And so I absorbed <laughs> that. And I was like, oh, I'm so stupid That's that so I don't funny. understand. I was just like, wow, no, money. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like... But what were the internal workings at Moody's? I don't understand. Thank you. Anyway, sorry. So anyway, okay, fine, whatever. Five years ago, I would have <laughs> gotten into a funk because I didn't understand something I felt I should have understood. Yes. And then there was a period after that where I felt like if something was not understandable, it was stupid. And the artist did a poor job of trying to communicate their idea because they created something that was unclear. Mm-hmm. And so I would have been to to me Mm -hmm. and I would have been very dismissive of it. And, you know, now I've been humbled because I've made projects. I've failed at making projects. I have a better understanding of how hard it really is to communicate like something that's really deep in your heart and Mm -hmm. your your, your mind or your spirit. And so now I'm in a place where it's like I didn't get it. There was some cool stuff. Wasn't for me. If people enjoyed it, more power to them, you know, and let me move on with my life. So good for you. That's that's growth. So tenant <laughs> is a great way for you to figure out to your measure own your, issues. <laughs> to, yeah, to measure your own personal right growth. Growth and I mean, well, in that case, I'm stunted as hell because <laughs> after I watched it, I did some deep research because I was like, okay, I fuck with Christopher Nolan. I appreciate his perspective and I appreciate this as an endeavor of just asking some interesting questions and trying to work them out on screen. And, you know, he's blessed Mm -hmm. to have been given the full support of the studio to do that. I wish more people, I wish more folks like my homies had that kind of support to ask a question and then just see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. But it was so incomprehensible that I just wanted to get inside his mind and see if he was aware of how incomprehensible it was. Right. And after watching some interviews, it became clear to me that he does know how incomprehensible oh, oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, well maybe he's actually like, yes, I am just working out some shit on the screen. Right. And that's the movie. Right. And so that was a really, it was an interesting way of thinking about what a piece of art can be for. Mm. And I know that there are some people who are probably banging their head against the desk, like, Ah, Christopher Nolan always gets escapes criticism, right? You know because he's him. But I don't know. I, I the movie's incomprehensible, but <laughs> it was good to hear him say that, right? Because I was feeling like what? Yeah. <laughs> so that's Tenet. 
Yeah. <laughs> now you know all about nice. James Garfield and Tenet. And Tenet. <laughs> uh, a couple more things. We're like doing a joint church announcement. Yeah, we're doing a joint church announcement. We had an Impossible Burger. For do, the first do y'all know time. An impo- what an Impossible Burger is? Because you can answer. If you know what an Impossible <laughs> Burger is, email Stop. us. <laughs> Stop it. I've been really excited about getting my inbox down to like zero and I just can't, I can't handle, I can't handle any more emails, <laughs> especially I'll forget that we asked these things. I'd be like, what is, what does this mean? Who is this? But impossible burger. Yes. In the subject line. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So an impossible burger is a faux meat, faux beef product mm-hmm. derived from plant. I think the main ingredient is some kind of soy extract situation of some kind. And it's meant to taste and feel just like ground beef when right. you eat it. And that the feel is a huge part of it. The feel is, yeah, it's not a vegetable patty. Like we've all had a black bean patty or something like that. It's right. meant to closely imitate what it feels like to eat a burger. Right. We've actually had it at Burger King mm-hmm. before and it was, it was really good. We had it it's on great. a Whopper. It's it expensive great. as hell, but it's good. It's good. But we saw it in the store for the first time and they just had like a pack the ground impossible meat and we brought it home and cooked it and it blew our minds it was it was the real deal it was pretty life-changing it was very very creepy actually yeah deliciously creepy deliciously creepy yeah (laughs) so it was much better than the whopper because you know just like you buy ground beef at mcdonald's or whatever and it's like it sucks on a burger but if you make it at home it's like way better in a meatball or something for example yeah, <laughs> exactly. Other examples to use ground beef include. Okay, please, <laughs> please, God. That reminds me of this infomercial. I, I think I used to tell you about it. It's like a set it and forget it, like a little rotisserie. Uh-huh. And he would always, he would be like, it's great for holidays. And then a list of holidays would show up on the screen. I was like, who needs help with this? Who needs help with this? It's like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas. Like if you're just learning these holidays through this program, you have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, you can't buy this product. (laughs) You shouldn't be buying this product. So anyways, we're done talking about possible uses. For okay, anyway, and we're the, point, on. the point is, is that it was much better than any other version of impossible meat that we'd ever had. Mm-hmm. And uh, we compared it to Beyond Burgers, which we eat pretty regularly. We buy them mm-hmm. uh, at the store. Which is a similar, a similar which has been based. framed actually as a similar kind of intervention. It's like a beefish. Yeah. Lab made. That's a good, that's a good name for a product. What? I wonder if it exists. Beef fish? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you, you go ahead. <laughs> Just pay me my royalties. <laughs> yeah, and we've had that and we've really enjoyed it. But having the Impossible Burger was such a revelation because it was the next level up. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. It was it was deceptive. A Beyond Burger, you can tell. And we were talking about this, like people who write about this have not been honest uh, no. or have been lazy or I don't know what's going on. They've been unclear. But yeah. they make it seem like it's neck and neck between these two, you know, faux beef burgers. But they one is leaps and it's bounds really, yeah. more realistic yeah. than the other. Like it's no doubt in my mind. As we were eating, we were looking at each other like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. It was creepy 
Is deliciously it creepy. Deliciously that's creepy. That's my, that's also something you'll have to like through <laughs> <Thank me. you. laughs> T-shirts, mugs. Deliciously creepy. <laughs> Put that creepily on your desk. Creepily well, creepily delicious. Oh, I'll see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> your honor. <laughs> so if you are into any of that stuff. Yeah. Definitely go with Impossible over Beyond. I actually recommend that you try both. I'd be curious to hear what other people think. Yeah. Like if if we're being crazy. Yeah. But my, in my mind, it's, impo- it's impossible nice. to not see how Impossible is much more like a beef burger yeah. than Beyond. I don't know if I like would need to eat a, a burger, a beef burger again after having yeah. the Impossible burger. For sure. And yeah, yeah, it's loaded up with sodium. For sure. For sure. (laughs) For sure. We get it. Before you type that email, (laughs) we know that as well. (laughs) So there's that. So now you know all about Beyond Verse Impossible. I love recapping every time we get to a new part. It's it's the teacher and me, James Garfield, as well as Tenet and Time Travel. (laughs) Now is the test coming up? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone get your pens ready. (laughs) Pencils ready. Number two. Oh, I remember. Number two, I think it was Ticonderoga pencils. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Sounds about right. yeah. Let me look it up just to make sure. Yep. Yep. I remember that green box because it was like when we had tests, That's it was brand. like lim- unlimited. Ty- you had access to unlimited Ticonderoga number two pencils. Oh, okay. All sharpened. <laughs> The celebrated gods. the world over for its exclusive graphite core and satin smooth finish. Satin smooth they finish. Were smooth. They were definitely smooth pencils. I wonder if there's pencil tube. I wonder if there's like... The pencil community? A pencil or maybe a, a, what is it? Penmanship community. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Like people make fonts and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. I would be more interested in the pencil community. <laughs> maybe you should be the change. <laughs> I mean, I used to spend a lot of time at Office Max. Like, oh, I've heard of that melting down about which pencil I should get. I've heard of folks like that who are really and I mean, not just artists, like not just people who are like this texture actually matters for the artwork I'm trying to do. Yeah. But which one's going to have the smoothest way for me to write a looped L or whatever? (laughs) Well, especially as a lefty, like buying Um, pens and pencils, you wanted something smooth. Speak about it. But without smearing. Oh, remember you? Hold on. Everyone pause because we had a, I know this is all over the place, but it's fine because there won't be another episode for you to complain to us about how bad this is. But just hold that thought. Okay, sorry. We had to hop off for a second so that I could find this list from, what is this? May 20th of, May, of last year. May 2020. We were just coming up with gripes because we determined that whatever our gripes were on the other side of that is a brilliant innovation <laughs> that we will be rewarded a, millions of dollars. A shark for tank worthy <laughs> idea. <laughs> and so, you know, we went through the list. I'm looking here. We, we have Trump as a gripe. Traffic. Uh, I'm irritated with managing losing cords and cables. Yes. <laughs> Parking. And then we get to this, these next two. Great pens that don't smear for lefties, and also you can find them when you need them. <laughs> and then the next line, the perfect pen, an elegant pen that writes smoothly and reliably that doesn't smear. <laughs> Clearly that was on your mind, well, wouldn't, heavy. Wouldn't you buy that pen? Wouldn't you buy that pen? Would you buy that pen? An elegant pen that writes smoothly and reliably that, that doesn't, doesn't smear. I love that. That's that last bit where it's like, sold. <laughs> 
But does it smear? But does it? It's an elegant <laughs> pen. Yes, it writes smoothly and reliable. But uh, that doesn't smear. I mean, no. This has been this has been one of my white whales for like for literally your whole life for a very long your time. your whole writing life. My whole writing life. A pen that looks cool that you can find because I lose pens all the time. So if it had some kind of tracking device, <laughs> device and that doesn't smear for lefties and writes reliably. It's not one of these big pens that, you know, is uh, temperamental. Thank you. We need to move on. Okay. okay? Sorry. <laughs> what was that even related to? I don't even know what that was related to. We're really slipping out here. The last thing we've been spending a lot of time on is skincare stuff. So another one of my lifelong white whales mm -hmm. is finding a lotion that I really like. So I have eczema. I've dealt with it all my life. It was really, really bad when I was a kid. And now most of it has cleared on my body. But I still get these flare-ups from time to time. I have pretty bad flare-up on my feet right now. I usually use an Aveeno product. Mm -hmm whose name I won't mention because I don't want to give them the advertising. Yeah, I'm sure people will be <laughs> climbing over themselves. Blunder 3000 said, <laughs> sold out across the country. But, so the thing I don't like about the Avino products, there are two things. The nameless like. Avino product. The, the nameless Avino product. The first thing is that the price fluctuates. Okay. So... Depending on when you buy it, it might be like 30% more than the last time. Oh, that's garbage. You buy it. And that I really, I, you know, and. And you, if you need it, you need it because your skin is. Yeah. So you like. Desperate. You're like out of lotion. You need it. Right. Yeah. And so you're just like, I'm willing to pay whatever because I do not want to itch. And then the second thing is that. I, well, I don't know if there, I don't think there's a second thing. I think I just hate Avino because. <laughs> there we go. Because I feel taken advantage of. Okay. So it's been my mission for like the last five years on and off to create my own eczema lotion uh, so that I don't have to keep giving Avino hundreds or whatever, how many dollars a year that I give them for lotion. So I've been working on that, learning a lot about. Occlusive. Skin, skin and chemistry. Humectants. Yeah. And emulsifiers. And emulsifiers and uh, emollients. Ceramides. And ceramides, <laughs> which I've been pronouncing ceramides for the past. <laughs> and I, I didn't say anything <laughs> because you were so, you seemed so committed and I just, uh, I didn't want to be a wet, wet washcloth. So I'm learning all about, you know, natural oils and fatty acids. Preservatives. And so I'm doing a whole lot of mixing and matching and I had actually gone through a phase like this about four or five years ago, and it was disastrous. A, a Dr. Bliss level of disaster. <laughs> oh my, no one was killed, so <laughs> That's true. you're fine. But you know, I made these lotions out of shea butter and various oils, and it dried my skin out. My skin was cracking, <laughs> and I would be walking around like, you know, maybe if I just use a little bit more, it'll work. <laughs> That'll turn the tide. And so I left that experience really, really dispirited. Um, but now I know a lot more I realized that back then, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So now I'm trying again to make some eczema-focused skincare products. Yeah. Um, and I also think that the world has shifted a lot more since then in terms of where you can access information about skincare stuff. I feel like there have been a lot of articles published on this, just like the explosion of skincare during quarantine, which yeah. I mean makes sense in my mind. People aren't wearing makeup as much. People are focusing on little ways to find joy. It's like skincare is a great way to do that. Take care of yourself. So back then it was like weirdo blogs and 
you know, you didn't think <laughs> with, of like, going bad to information. with bad information, <laughs> didn't think of going to like Google Scholar or whatever. But now there's dermatologists and estheticians with massive platforms who are yeah. really working hard to inform people, providing references to articles and, and other documented pieces of evidence for the claims that they make. So, yeah, it's just I think it's also a different universe. So you're not so hard on past laundry yeah. from the future. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make a tenant joke, but I don't want to ruin it. It's too complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the joke would have been too complicated. <laughs> Hard to stick the landing when you have no idea what's going right. on. But that's that's pretty much it, that's, right? Yeah. So we can both okay. gracefully, hand in hand, walk down from the podium yeah. to begin our potentially final episode. Yeah. And what are we talking about this month? So we'll be talking about why we're taking a break in 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll be talking about some of our big and small hopes, dreams, mm -hmm. ideas for this year. Cool. And uh, yeah, we hope you all will join us in this kind of dreaming, planning exercise. Mood boarding. Yeah. Okay, see you soon. Okay. All right. So. So this is going to be our first and last episode. For a minute. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. So. What, um, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal? What's the deal? So where I'm coming from is this has been super fun. And Lonnery and I get to be really silly with a whole bunch of people that we don't get to hang out with in real life, yeah. which is great and feels really good as a release. But it also does require like quite a bit of time just getting everything set up and edited and yeah. put up. And one thing that I've discovered over the past year that I didn't really fully recognize or appreciate is just how much time, energy and commitment goes into getting into a space of being a creative person. So when I say that, I mean, like Lan Ray always talks about when writing a story, you have to like get into a particular space and that requires a lot. You can't just like sit down and then suddenly you're in La La Land or wherever your story is set or in whatever character's head and you can just right. go unless you have done the work to get there and stay there. Right. And I think because I was touring so frequently and engaged in so much music shit with other people mm. that I was always in that space. And because I wasn't in that space last year, I found it really difficult to get back into a music making place mm. like I was really distracted and was working on this thing and that thing and just not committing myself and in not committing myself I couldn't make stuff right. so I think what I want to do in 2021 is just pare down what I need to do to the smallest to-do list ever yeah. <laughs> where it's like make music sleep bathe. <laughs> yeah. And this postdoc that I have is a blessing because it enables me to do that. And I want to take advantage of it. I think it would be a really sad thing for me to look back on this time and feel like I didn't take full advantage of it. Yeah. So yeah, I think I just want to make some shit and just focus on that. Like yeah. you want to recommit yourself. Yeah. I really want to commit and submit to yeah. that, that part of me and build that part up of me again and so, yeah, 
Yeah. This is one of the, the things that's being put on pause for the moment yeah. because of that. I mean, in terms of the way that this podcast functions, I you know, <laughs> I play oftentimes a very complimentary role. So That's not true. Yes, the listeners is. come for you. Yeah, they yeah, stay yeah. for yeah, yeah, yeah. the me. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, Samus... She sets up all the audio equipment, makes sure all of our levels are good, is there with me for the, the planning and production meetings. And we do that, bounce ideas off of each other, and that takes a bunch of time. She sits down after the episode has been, re- been recorded and edits it down so that when you all hear us, you're not hearing all the ums and uhs <laughs> and false starts when... Me especially, I'm trying to work through an idea that I don't quite know how to say, and that takes hours and hours and hours. So she does, she just does a lot of the back end stuff um, that I can't necessarily help with. And on top of that, as you all, I'm sure you know, she has a million different things going on um, that she supports and contributes to. And so it's actually been pretty amazing over the last six months to see her start to, to see you. <laughs> I was like, hey. Hey, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, who am I talking to? You? I like, <laughs> um, but it's been amazing just to see you start to pare down things just a little bit and reclaim time and space and energy for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see you do that even more in the new year and really take um, time mm-hmm. to to grow and challenge yourself and experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of course, with your music, but also just with, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. And with my skincare. With your skincare. <laughs> um, and so I'm sad that we don't get to do this mm-hmm. every month for the time being, but I'm also really excited for you that you get to be in a space I haven't seen you in since we've been together. Thank you. You tell these stories about like, I don't know, making music when you got into grad school mm-hmm. and just like the focus and the intensity. It's so inspiring. I'd be really excited and happy for you if and when you get to back to that place. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Here, here. You're here. So with that, we close. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, we did want to talk a little bit about you know, 2021, what we want to do, what we're thinking about. So I guess I'll start since I kind of started. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you crying? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's rubbing his eyes, naturally, I assumed. So first and foremost, I just want to get to a place where music is the priority when I get up out of bed after I do my skincare (laughs) and exercise a little bit. But really that, I want that to be the center of my life. Because next to you, of course. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> the other thing is to also get my mind right. So mm. I've been on the hunt for a new therapist. And mm. that's been difficult. I think anyone who's been in this process knows that it can be tough. And yeah. so just trying to figure out who's right to speak to about the particular place I'm in. It's funny, I haven't been on Twitter in forever, but I remember the last time that I was on, I saw a bunch of musicians talking about how frustrated they were with their their therapist because, you know, these were bigger artists. Mm. And so their therapist didn't have a relationship with that 
that universe. And so they'd advise them in ways that were just like, you don't understand this world, you know? And so trying to figure out who's a person where I can talk about being an artist, academic, and, you know, first-gen kid and all of the multitude of issues that come with that and black women in academia. Have you thought about perhaps maybe just taking a soothing trip to the grocery store. <laughs> just, you know. Right. A quiet trip. Once you get past the paparazzi, <laughs> it'll be, you know. So just, yeah, yeah someone who, and, and ideally, you know, any therapist can talk to you about anything. Right. But there are some viewpoints that are really important to me right. to capture within that relationship. So, yeah, I want to speak, talk about some hang-ups that I have and um and I want to work on music a lot okay and those and are my goals you're still figuring out what that looks like yeah cool I am I don't want to every time I've ever been like it's going to be xyz right. it's zyx right <laughs> I mean from experience just over the past couple of years mm-hmm. you know uh I've had to learn that it changes mm-hmm. and what you need can change from week to week, mm-hmm. month to month. And so even when you feel like you've got a routine down, sometimes the routine doesn't serve you. I'm stubborn, so I'll be like, no, the routine is the routine. Mm-hmm. And just like pound my head against it, even though... It's clearly not working. It's clearly not working. And so, yeah, that's my 2021 wisdom for <laughs> you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> 20, 2021 wisdom, everybody. <laughs> I hope you had your... What did your... Hashtag. Your friends say, always bring a pen to a learning opportunity. Always bring two pens two to pens. a learning opportunity. Or a Ticonderoga pencil. Right. And doesn't, make sure it does not smear. smear. Whatever you do bring, make sure it doesn't smear. <laughs> it doesn't smear. So, okay, yeah. beyond your wisdom, what are your goals for 2021? Yeah. Or hopes, dreams, whatever. Yeah. So for me, I think 2021 is about finding value in other places outside of work. So very, very long story short, I have this deeply held belief that I've been trying to get rid of for a long time that my worth and my value comes from the work that I do. And it's been harmful in a lot of different ways. It's caused me to, you know, second guess myself and work much too slowly and not believe in what I was doing and all this different stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's also meant that I have put my work over everything a lot of the time so instead of experimenting or learning new things or texting people back i sit down at my computer and force myself you Mm -hmm. know to work until i reach my number of hours and i do it because without a book right i nobody will like me Mm -hmm. (laughs) nobody will want to talk to me and so part of what i'm doing this year although of course i'm still working Part of me also just wants to really focus on that balance and believing that just because I didn't have a good day writing or just because my story got rejected doesn't have any impact on my worth. And it's something I've known intellectually, but I really haven't done the work of believing it and living a life that's rooted in that value. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So feel free to let us know whatever you're thinking about for 2021. We'd love to hear it and we'll have a little more time to respond to you. (laughs) But um, in the interim, 
because I do want to return. I think it'll be fun, you know, especially the most fun thing in the world, Laundry would probably disagree with this, but for me, the most fun thing in the world is getting to promote a project that you have dropped. Like the hard <laughs> part to mm. me is mm. making the thing. Mm. When Like the most fun I ever had in my life was touring right after Pieces in Space dropped mm. because I would get there and be like, here is this thing yeah. and you haven't heard it haven't been haven't sat with it the way i've sat with it and now you now i get to scream about it for 30 minutes and then you get to take it home the whole thing and listen to it yeah. so i'm looking forward to having that experience and i'm gonna want to blab on and on and on about it <laughs> so this is the perfect platform to do that so we hope that you'll all still be here with bated breath and your ticonderoga pencils ready to go yeah. Also, thanks to everybody who sent us emails. Yeah. You know, whenever we have stupid requests <laughs> or you have listener letter questions or any of that stuff, it's really fun and cute and sweet and actually makes us really excited. Like, oh my God, somebody listened. Yeah. Somebody, li or leave comments on the SoundCloud or on the Patreon. That's really sweet yeah. and nice. Yeah, you guys have been awesome. You can bother Lon Ray. I'm not on social media right now, but if you desperately want to reach out because <laughs> you miss hearing our voices right. uh feel free to tweet at lonray at lonray underscore ak yeah are you on instagram i haven't checked instagram in a long time but yeah. i do go on twitter to i'm on like nba twitter uh basketball twitter oh god unfollow him yeah i don't know <laughs> you are following him <laughs> unfollow him some of the stuff he relates to me from basketball twitter it's like i hate everything <laughs> But uh, yeah, it is quite. <laughs> yeah. So feel free to tweet at him and I'll be back when at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. OK, y'all right, uh, enjoy our final affirmation for a little while. Peace. Bye. I am important. I am important. No, seriously, I'm really cool. No, seriously, I'm really cool. I will remember. I will remember. That even if it's hard, that even if it's hard, the difficulty is part of the process. The difficulty is part of the process. And these challenges make me better for having experienced them. And these challenges make me better for having experienced them. My brilliance is not a fluke. My brilliance is not a fluke. I am a gift. I am a gift. I have inherent value. I have inherent value. I am qualified. I am qualified. Bye, everyone.